Welcome to Mother Time. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing very well. It's Sunday night. I think today will be the um, Brett Kavanaugh podcast. Okay. I mean, we can talk about anything, but... It's FBI week. Yeah. I could Put easily... that on your calendar, Kavanaugh. I could easily do... <laughs> yeah, if you're... Uh, if you're out there listening and you're, um, you know, you're not sure how your week's going to go, I can tell you it's going to be a lot better than Brett Kavanaugh's. I don't know. Hold on, slow down there. He's you know, got. They just delayed the inevitable. I I could easily do an hour on what happened. Was that Thursday? Thursday and Friday, all all hell broke loose. Let me let me just ask you because I've already asked you this when we were at that party. What the hell was that? What the hell was what? Which one? What, what? What? There's so many things. What? What the hell was which one? That Kavanaugh hearing. What? Like, what did I watch? Yeah. Yeah. You, you watched um, white male privilege is what you watched. I literally was watching that. Like, I don't understand what I'm like. I haven't. I, I guess there's no other better way to say it. What did I watch? I literally. You watched a grown 50 something year old man throw a temper tantrum and he got praised for it. Right. He's going to get a Supreme Court seat for that tantrum. Well, let's, uh, God, let's just cross our fingers on that one. I, I have no faith anymore. I watched, so we watched Dr. Ford go, and that was obviously a uh, pretty much a historical moment. It goes without saying, I guess, but I believe Dr. Blasey Ford. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like everybody, I, I don't even believe that the Republicans, I think they believe her too. Maybe one or two of the wingnuts don't, mm-hmm. but there's no way. Okay, so um, how does one go about charging someone with uh perjury someone was perjuring themselves at that hearing right dr blazy ford said 100 percent it was kavanaugh kavanaugh said i didn't do it yeah let's, well both can't be true right and and what's so amazing about red kavanaugh even beside the um the what they were there to talk about which was a a, a rape was that he was lying about all this other stuff. Everything. Well, no. Why? Why is he lying about everything? Why does he still have to maintain at the age of 50-something uh, this squeaky clean image that he, he that was a facade all through his uh, teen years and uh, high school and college? And then, actually, just to be clear, it was a attempted rape. But from what, I, from what I know and what I've observed, that guy definitely raped other people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Other, other women. Hey, Kavanaugh, come after us. All right? You're yeah. a rapist. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you come after us? Yeah. Why don't you sue me? You're a rapist, Kavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, oh, thousand percent. And I wrote a piece on Medium, which I put up. I don't know if you saw it. I saw that. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh is a serial predator by Eric LeVay on Medium, where I call you out for being a rapist, Kavanaugh. Actually, a gang rapist. Mm -hmm. But back to what what you were just saying, he was lying about, the guy was lying about his his drinking. Yeah. He, what else was he lying about? Uh, the definition of boofed. Right. Can, can we just break down um, how how embarrassing of a lie it is? All right. So he's Kavanaugh uh, claimed boofing is flatulence. Right. All right. Well, the quote in the yearbook is, uh, have you boofed yet? Right. So uh, that doesn't add up because uh, by the time you're in high school, you've farted a few times. <laughs> and I wasn't in college and neither were you in 1981 or whatever the fuck, but... I, I, that's like his terminology is frozen in that time, mm. but I knew what that was. Yeah, and the other the other one was even crazier. Renata 
was it Renata alumnus? Oh, come on. How were we supposed to believe that one? Yeah, they all admire this girl. No, they were slut-shaming her like the, the douchebag frat boy assholes or soon-to-be frat boy assholes that they all were. Right. And yeah, he said, Kavanaugh sits there. Yeah, with straight face, just saying how much. Oh, no, it's because we all admire her. We all, I went on a date with her once, kissed her on the, she totally denied that. Right. Yeah, what a, yeah that's, yeah, it, but look, he comes from a, a, a a class of privilege that you and I and everybody else is not part of. He does not follow the same rules. The same rules that you and I have do not apply to him. If I went to a job interview and said how much I love beer 50 times, I would be going to another job interview somewhere else. Well, here in Hollywood, I mean, you might get the job. No, (laughs) no, no, there's, that's a, right. The idea that 12 boys of like that wrote Renata alumnus and we're talking about friendship Oh, like, and yeah. And then there was the one, though, that had the, the little poem. If it's getting late and you need a date. And they get her, her name wrong, by the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the. It was, yeah. They, they're slut shaming her. And he, he just sits there and says, no, no, which is because we all admired her. And and knowing guys like that, you can almost be sure that on top of how bad it is that what they said, I'm sure none of them ever even ki- kissed her. Yeah. No, I'm sure none of them got anywhere yeah. with her. It, that's how guys like that are. Not only are they mean, nasty. So what stopped Kavanaugh from saying, all right, yeah, I was a crude teenager in high school and I matured and grew out of it. I mean, if he said that, he would be hailed as just as much of a hero as his t- little temper tantrum made him look. I mean, really, what what would have happened to him if he said, yeah, that was unfortunate. We were stupid jerks and I matured. What? Why? There has to be a reason why. He still is lying about that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe why? maybe it's his family sitting there. I I, ha- I have no idea. I, how would that be unforgivable? That that's like the get out of jail free card. I was a kid. I, I it was stupid, and I grew out of it. No, he lied and said that's not what that's about. He fully lied. I think that the guy has such dark secrets in his past yeah. that he's just elected to go with the I'm a choir boy, like deny full on denial, like Trump. Mm-hmm. I am the denier. Well, okay. That kind of gets back to, well, what's so important about him protecting this 35 year old image of the, the choir boy that he was when he was at his Georgetown prep school. What's so important that he still has to protect that today. Meanwhile, his um, partner in crime there. And I, and I mean that phrase intentionally, literally Mm -hmm. Mark judge who now lives out of a 1997 Honda civic, Full with Superman comic books. Where did you see that? You were telling me about that the other night. I haven't seen that story anywhere. Uh, some reporter, he doesn't live in the car, I don't think, but some reporter found him at a beach house, mm-hmm. and the first thing they saw there was this old car that was full of Superman comics. Okay, well, I'm curious. Like, the <laughs> Superman comics, are they like really good old ones, like from the 50s and 60s that might be worth a lot of money? Are they like Silver Age stuff from the late 60s, early 70s? Is it from the 90s after they killed superman and he came back i don't know what what superman comics are these is it only superman does he have any marvel comics i i you know honestly i don't think the reporter really got into that okay because if he doesn't have any marvel if he is like a dc only guy here yeah that's lame but i think the bigger thing was that a 53 year old man (laughs) living in a (laughs) but i like how you did take that time to show everyone how much you know about comic books i don't really know that much i was making it oh really oh yeah well, it sounded real to me. I, you just make all that up just now? Well, no. Oh. I don't know that much, but I know enough. Oh, because I mean, I don't know anything okay. about comics, really. Yeah. I should I should know more about comics. Nah, you know. So this Mark Judge guy, I guess, finally they're they're going to interview him. 
or they are. I don't know if they did interview him already. Um, some people were talked to. I saw tweets go by earlier today about who the FBI has spoken to so far. I don't know if Judge is one of them yet. Yeah, so I, I contacted uh, my friend. Uh, maybe I'll just call him the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. He's a, Our ringer prosecutor. <laughs> a prosecutor in a major American city uh-huh. on the major crimes unit. And I said, can, you actually, can the FBI actually learn something in a week? Because, I mean, this sounds pretty dodgy. And he said they can. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. Look how much we learned about Kavanaugh on Thursday, watching that testimony. We learned plenty about him. <laughs> yeah, we learned more yeah. than... Uh, yeah. We, and those were not um, questions designed by actual law enforcement officials. That's why that SNL was so great. Oh, man. The SNL premiere last night. Because, you know, I, I, I write Dunk comedy. Dong, Doug. Yeah. And what I, what I was going to say was like, I write comedy and they, what they did was, which is great, was they didn't really make anything up. That's what was so hilarious. Yeah. They just had Matt Damon out there, who's a brilliant actor, saying, I like beer. <laughs> so there was nothing to do. They just repeated Kavanaugh's lines. Yeah. No, he, he, he just repeated the, the tantrum. It was freaking funny. And that was one of the rare sketches where I, an SNL where every everything was good. I mean, even the the one liners. You know, SNL usually brings it up for the season opener. It was the season yeah, premiere you, last night. Yeah, you they, have to. Yeah, that's the big ratings game. Mm-hmm. No, they. Uh, I think it would have been kind of cool if they had Ben Affleck there too. But I, it was mm-hmm. it was great. Uh, well, yeah. What would who have Ben Affleck played? I could have stuck him in there as a senator. <laughs> or, I mean, there's so much. There's so much material there. Okay. And I mean, the woman playing the. Um, you know, the prosecutor lady. Mm-hmm. Aidy Bryant. 80, yeah, like... Um, Rachel Mitchell. That was... It Arizona, was just... Arizona ringer prosecutor, Rachel Mitchell. SNL can be hit or miss, but uh, that was that was fantastic. Yeah. Really. That's, I'm sure... They'll, no, they'll put Damon up for the Emmy. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I think so. okay. I think they will. Yeah. That's that's an Emmy. Did you, did you see Kanye's uh, nonsense after they went off the air? Yeah. I have mixed feelings about... Kanye West, because I, I think that the guy has a legitimate like mental problem. You saw what Kanye tweeted today, didn't you? I saw it. Yeah. Um, for those of you not on Twitter, Kanye on Sunday this weekend tweeted that he wants to see the 13th Amendment abolished. Um, and this was a caption to a photo of him sitting on an airplane wearing a MAGA hat. A yeah. close up of the MAGA hat. Like you only see him from the bridge of his nose up and you see the hat. The hat is the picture. And he says abolish the 13th Amendment. Yeah, I mean, come on, Kanye's just literally insane, and we need to stop paying attention to him trying to be political. Yeah, like as much as I want to like mock him, I think the guy like needs he needs to like check himself in somewhere. He said abolish the Thirteenth Amendment. You are absolutely not wrong, Eric. Yeah, and he's like I've heard he's like bipolar, manic. Like that's why I, I so badly want to have fun with Kanye West, but then I but then I know that it's just it becomes like a car wreck. It's, it's yeah, you know, it's it's when you know the person has. Um, mental problems yeah it's not good to make fun of them so the uh right so my friend said the fbi can gather all this knowledge or at least as much as they okay they can yes now will they are they allowed to well what i read too was that basically or i heard someone say it that they knew this was coming so they've been the it's not just the week that trump wishes it was they've been working and they're the somebody i saw on tv said that it was ready to go they okay. knew exactly like you know, you're going to interview this. So did, this. did they start on Friday? They were just waiting for the go. So as okay. soon as they got the go on Friday, it was like, you're not, it's not like you're starting in the office. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, where do we do? No, they were ready. Okay. Well, now you saw Kendallanian's report from NBC News. 
about the scope of the FBI investigation and how limited it is. Right. The White House is, of course, I knew, I mean, I knew that was going to happen. Mm. I knew something was going to happen. Right. Mm. So they're telling them, which I don't, I'd never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, they're specifically saying that um, off limits are former or old employment, employment records of Mark Judge. Now, a big part of the story is uh, Dr. Blasey Ford and in the need of corroboration, she had knowledge of him working at a Safeway. Right. And uh, the FBI is not allowed to go ask that Safeway for employment records. It's just it's out of the scope. It is off limits. They are not allowed to do that. Wow, how convenient for uh, Kavanaugh's and Trump's side of things. Yeah, that just sounds, I feel like there's got to be some kind of court case there. Like maybe maybe this isn't the time, but I don't understand how you can tell the premier law enforcement agency that they can't. Well, they're, it's not, they're not investigating an actual, they're not investigating criminal charges. This is a, just an, 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 the FBI investigating, looking into this. So since there are no actual criminal charges that they're investigating, I guess Trump has the right to say you can look at this and you can't look at that. So, yeah, the FBI week on Kavanaugh's calendar is a big old sham. If I was writing a sketch about this, the of course, it would be Trump or someone saying, you know, I want you to fully investigate this except for anything having to do with Kavanaugh. That's how you write. That's how you do the community. Uh, one of the other things that's off limits um, are uh, people that can talk about Kavanaugh's drinking while he was in high school and college. Is that, is that really? It, yeah. And it also it, within the scope is currently, it, this was the actual quote, currently credible accusations. But, currently credible being the operative terms. And it turns out Michael Avenatti's new client or client, uh, Miss uh, Swetnick, mm-hmm. am I getting her name wrong? No, you got it. She is not deemed currently credible. So she's off limits to the FBI week probe. Wait, I already heard that there there's people who are talking about his drinking. Like I heard, is that something different? Or? Um, they're or, not allowed to talk to other people. Uh-huh. Like if anyone comes out of the woodwork, no matter how close they were to Kavanaugh, like if his sophomore year roommate all of a sudden shows up and says, yeah, he was a freaking drunk. And let me tell you about all these nights. Well, no, he's new. So he's not allowed. Huh? Yeah. Well, they might, um, they might want to get on this. Cause I just heard that they said someone, some guy went to school, walked into an FBI field office and started telling them the Kavanaugh's. Oh, I, I saw no, that. I just heard that now. Yeah. That was the late breaking tweet on Sunday evening. I saw that just before we uh, went into no, our massive multi-million dollar studio to record this podcast. Uh, no, I don't doubt you, but I think what happens is, is that people are showing up on their own volition. Okay. And then, you know, the FBI agent, I, I guess he could say no, but mm-hmm. I guess he didn't. Well, uh, another thing to keep no what are you going to say oh no I'm, I'm let's move on another thing is that what Trump doesn't understand because he's a fucking moron is that if the FBI finds out about a crime they have to investigate it they have to so this weak thing is bullshit mm-hmm. I mean even if the worst thing happens and he gets elected if they find out that these guys were in you know doing God knows what that can go long after mm. they literally have to if they do not investigate it they could be fired. Okay, true. But that doesn't mean that um, McConnell still can't put the vote up um, to confirm. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, they can yeah. They can proceed, but it, mm-hmm. but there may be, there okay. may be justice. I, I don't have faith in uh, Flake or Murkowski uh, actually flipping. I still think that they're going to fully vote him in. Oh, I don't. I, those people are, I don't, I don't even want to. I mean, they're the only hopes, but and, and, and I have no faith in them doing the right thing. They are not the new Mavericks. No, no, they're, they're. Like the, the rest the new, of them. the new Maverick sounds like it should be a comic book like <laughs> superhero crew. I think we should see what happens. We have till what 
Thursday? Um, I think, I don't know. I or think Friday. it's Friday. Or Friday, right? Well, well, that means Thursday is the drop dead day. They got to finish it up on Thursday then. Right. I don't know if it has to be delivered Friday or what. Now, okay, here's something else you got to worry about, though. So the FBI finishes the probe. There's an FBI week investigation. They turn in their report. There is no, nothing that is going to force Grassley and Trump to actually do anything about what this report says. Mm. They don't even have to read it to the public if they don't want to. No, no, that's no. true. Yeah. So don't be surprised when that happens. Yeah. No, any, anything is um, yeah. any, any, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. By the way, how how bad a job is it? Like if you're that, you're part of those FBI team who's investigating. I mean, you have to be like, fuck. I mean- you you know that Trump will literally call your ass out. You yeah. could be a first year FBI agent, and if you find anything on Kavanaugh, Trump will literally get on Twitter and ruin your career. Yep, and they all know that. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't know if you saw today. James Comey wrote an op ed. Okay, which I, I saw that. I think the purpose of that is because James Comey was like so popular at the FBI. He's like the most popular director ever, basically. Way more than J. J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. He was probably oh, yeah. just more feared. Okay. He was feared. But James Comey was loved. Yeah. And I think that was a message to them. Do your job. And I think that actually yeah, meant you know, a lot. You're, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, it was a good thing. It wasn't like an amazing piece of writing, but that's I think that's what that was. Mm-hmm. Like, get out there and do this. And you never know. Crazy things happen. Uh, well, uh, Avenatti has promised that um, he's going to make a lot of noise this week. I love that. So even if uh, the FBI is not allowed to uh, interview his client, yeah, we're going to be seeing them a lot on TV over the next four days. I do spend a little too much time on Twitter, but I just want to say, um, if you have a problem with Avenatti, you need to you need to check yourself <laughs> seriously. On our, I'm talking about on our side, yeah, on the the left, the left, or the center, or whatever. Look, someone, everyone's always going to be um, a little wary of a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And um, Michael Avenatti doesn't care if you like him or not. So it's not like he's trying to make people like him. He doesn't give a shit about that. So, yeah, I, I get why people don't like him just for that reason alone. But that's just short-sighted on the person on the left that feels that way about him. Right. Because he has delivered on everything he's promised so far. Yeah, you don't have to. The other thing, too, is like I feel like this is a problem with people on the left. You don't have to love everything about a person. You don't have to agree with them. Mm. I, we, don't, we don't always agree like right here. We don't have to agree about this and that. That guy is a fighter on our side. Mm -hmm. Like he went down there to the border and he represented some families Mm -hmm. because of the Trump having the concentration camps. You know, someone's like, well, you know, he's doing it for publicity. I don't give a shit what he's doing. Did he get the kid out of the thing? Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah, he's inserting himself in every political hot button, but he has gotten stuff done in every one of these situations. If you were there... It's made a difference every time. Right. If that was your kid in the baby jail and Michael Avenatti got the kid out, Mm -hmm. do you care why he did it? Yeah. Like Lyndon Johnson, one of... who got the Civil Rights Act passed and a lot of other stuff, he had his own personal motives. Mm -hmm. He was trying to win votes. So... Okay, but who? it was complicated. The guy was complicated. Well, um, Avenatti alone is the reason why um, the FBI will not be interviewing his client. It's because Trump doesn't like Avenatti. Oh, I don't like his <laughs> lawyer, so you don't, don't interview her. I don't like her, her lawyer. Trump is afraid of Avenatti, too. Absolutely. Because yeah. <laughs> Avenatti was punking Trump's whole family. Oh, man. He was, go- they were, he was going at him again today about uh, playing chess and you're playing checkers. Or that, that's, you know, Look, yeah. in, in my ideal world, yes, I would like more of a 
Mr. Smith goes to Washington type of guy. We're not in that world right now, folks. We need people like Avenatti. Yeah. Uh, now, Avenatti says he also has witnesses to corroborate uh, Swetnick. We haven't met those. Uh, he has not actually introduced us to these other witnesses yet. Is that right? Yeah. But we know his track record is, is 100%, mm-hmm. right? Avenatti has never been wrong or failed to deliver yet. The one thing I'm afraid of, he's going to fail to deliver once and he's done. Uh, you know, because he makes such a big deal about delivering every time. And yeah, he, he likes to boast. But, he likes to talk. He likes smack talk. But here's the thing. No, you're, what were you going to say? No, I'm just afraid the one, the he since he builds himself up so much, the one time he falls short of his delivery, I, I'm hoping it's not career-ending suicide. But what's great about Avenatti is when that happens, he'll just be up front, he'll get in front of a camera and say, I messed up, but I'm still Michael Avenatti, the guy who delivered 98% of the okay. time. <laughs> Basically, he's kind of... Right, well, let, let, let's not... Let's not uh, Fan fiction, his failures, his first. Failure. No, I'm saying I know how guy. I know how he. Th- I know how guys like okay. that think. Yeah, he's confident. That's what you want. Yeah, like Trump, who's like again a fucking moron. He fails a hundred percent of the time <laughs> and acts like he won. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Like nothing goes right. No. He's like, check me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, look, we're doing this on Sunday night. I am afraid of what I'm, I know. I'm going to wake up at 6:30 a.m. to some crazy breaking news uh, about the Kavanaugh case. I just, I just know it. That's you think so? Yeah. Well, that, that, there's been something. I've woken up to some news that I missed while I was asleep every day over the past week. Well, I'm going to put this out immediately, so I think, um, I think I'll probably have it up by midnight. Well, we might have to record another one tomorrow. I can do <laughs> if not, it. Man. We're going to do it Tuesday. I can talk. <laughs> I can talk about almost anything. And, and, you know, we got Politicon coming up, so let's crank more of these out. Yeah, we're going to... Avenatti's going to be at Politicon. Oh, yeah. No, if you if any of our um, listeners are out there in in, in the next... Uh, it's three weeks, October... In three weeks from now, October 20th and 21st, Politicon at the LA Convention Center. Muller Time Podcast is going to be there. Avenatti's going to be there. It's... We're, it's. We're going to be there. We. It's Coachella and Comic-Con for political junkies. We just got our credentials. Can't wait. Yeah. We also got a... Uh, pretty nice place to stay that I went down because I mean we do live here in LA but we have a lot of gear and stuff and it's just last no, year we're gonna have we're gonna be on the premises for the whole weekend yeah so I got a uh sort of like a I don't know what to call it. it's not an Airbnb because we got it through through a hot wire but you got you we got a place right we got a place that's all they need to know but I went down there to check it out today just just to just to check it out and it's so dope it's like right on the other side of the convention center and I'm so glad that we don't have to walk all that gear yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Because it's base, it's just me and you. Mm-hmm. It's so awesome. By the way, the block looks like Michael Jackson's Thriller. <laughs> like, I don't want to walk on that block at night. <laughs> like, uh, come on. No, I mean, no, it's it's cool. It looks like... no. <laughs> you know, downtown's not that scary. It looks like, it looks like the rest of downtown, yeah. but it literally was like... No, it was like that scene in Goodfellas where she... Mm-hmm. Well, look, may, told- maybe we just make sure we get the gear back in. Like we don't walk around the street after dark with the gear. No, remember when yeah. he tells Karen Karen Hill to go? You know, he's got some free dresses. It's down the block. Wait, what are we talking about? What it's in, it's in Goodfellas. Oh, okay. When like De Niro is like, oh, I, the dresser down the block, and it's like they're they're gonna, they're going to try to kill her. That's what that block looks like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the building looks nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool. There's a there's a deli on the corner. I was just kind of okay. Little little. Politicon reconnaissance mission. Now, um, the building is it? I mean, are we gonna have like some right wing nut jobs staying in the in the space next door? I mean, <laughs> anything's possible, but 
I, look, we're going to be outnumbered if it, it's anything like last year. I know we've disagreed a little bit on this, but I, I really think the, the right wing is has the, the heavier turnout at Politicon. It's possible. Yeah. Politicon did uh, retweet me saying how, you know, stoked we are to go. And then a couple, uh, some RWNJs, right wing nut jobs, some guy responded. Oh, yeah. No, we had somebody from Lone Conservative come after us. Yeah, this is a this is a no name. Like Chris knows who these people are. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Like. I, okay, you know, on, on Twitter, I'm low progressive, and it's kind of a knock on uh, low conservative, which is from the website Lone Conservative, uh, which is loosely affiliated with uh, the Ben Shapiro world. And um, since I'm low progressive and they're low conservative, um, I guess I've got some of their attention. And one of their what, one of their people came after us. Oh, yeah, no, I, you would. That's right. Eric uh, on our Muller Time podcast Twitter account said, hey, we're going to be there. Let's set up interviews. And yeah, the guy from Lone Conservative comes at us. All right. So some nobody. Yeah. We live in their heads. <laughs> yeah. He was like some, again, this is a, I don't know who this guy is. I couldn't tell you his I, name I know right he now. He, he's you know, like he's, some okay. college student from the East Coast. But, all right. So anyway, so Mr. Nobody, because we're not going to, we don't give people free no, press. We don't need a name. He's no, like, we already just said Lone Conservative. So. He's like, you should live in my, you should interview me because I live in your head anyway. Yeah. And I was like. No, I live rent free in your head. Right. So I, I, I wrote back. I was like, great, let's interview. No, because I don't like, I don't know who you are. Like, and then it was, you was only later that you explained to me. But that, I was like, I don't know you. So sure, I'll interview you. Okay. So Lone Conservative, um, they, uh, they claim to be like the lone conservative voice on every college campus. So on college campuses full of leftists, well, there's an organization for you. So there's lone conservative chapters at uh, college campuses all across the country. Um, my favorite thing about Lone Conservative, their logo is a dog whistling. Really? It's a dog whistle. It's a picture of, well, it's a dog howling. Wow. But, I mean, no, that looks like a dog whistling. Right. So, but it was so weird because I was like, I'll interview you. <laughs> you I don't even know you. Okay. How, how about the, the, the insult that he used? I didn't, I had never heard of this insult until Sarah Palin started making noise in 2012. Um, living rent-free in your head. How is that some sort of insult? I see that in the discussion forums and on Twitter. Like, that's what one troll says to the other when they don't really have a comeback. Well, you, I just live in your head. Rent-free. Well, that's an old... I, I mean, that's a, that's been around for 50 years. That's an expression that... Yeah, I, mean, I, I never heard that until oh, really? Sarah Palin was a thing. Maybe yeah. maybe here on the West Coast. I just I don't know. I, it missed me until Sarah Palin was a thing. Yeah. I've always thought that was actually a, a, a kind of a an interesting sort of expression. I've, I've been, I don't know who first said that, mm-hmm. but these people, I guess have, you know, adopted it or co-opted it. Or well, when someone calls you out for it, that just kind of shows, um, their level of narcissism. <laughs> you live, I live rent free in your head. Huh? They really think that I well, sit there thinking all day long about them all day long. No, if I see you say something stupid on Twitter, I might say something back to you. I, but again, it comes back to that. You don't live rent free anywhere. Cause I don't know who the fuck you are. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> He probably well because look on my on my low progressive Twitter page it links back to uh, Muller Time podcast, so I don't know maybe uh, he's not yeah just he obviously knows we're connected on Twitter so. But yeah. if you if you do go to Politicon and you do want um an interview um you know we'd love to talk to you yeah well, just, if you're at Politicon we would like we'll talk to anybody at Politicon yeah yeah we're gonna be running around with cameras we got a nice big uh, pro camera we're gonna have our iPhones if the camera's not running yeah oh, yeah. yeah we're we're gonna bring the. All the recording equipment. We're going to be recording podcasts from Politicon. Right. We're going to do, and I'm even thinking, 
we'll we'll see where we'll see how the noise level is, but we we might even do some on site. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on site or maybe um, back at the mm-hmm. Shea Politicon mm-hmm. at the apartment. I, I just I don't know yet, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, or maybe poolside. Dude, how do we get Avenatti? Avenatti's gonna be there. There's no way we're gonna get close to Avenatti. No, you, look, you never, you never note these things. Yeah, I know you're not wrong. You just, as long as you, I figured out last year that a lot of the trick is just, it, it's just how you, it's like waiting for the right time. Mm-hmm. It's basically like, well, look, we need to know the schedule of all. Uh, we, we, we will know the schedule of all the different conferences and panels, and those the the people that are on the panels, all the famous people that are booked for Politicon, they all have to walk through the same hallways we're walking through. Yeah. I realized like a lot of, a, like I'm not, again, I'm not a journalist, but I, I realized last year I was learning as we did it. Hmm. A lot of it was just in the approach. Like you just feel it out. You're like, that person looks like Michael Steele. Mm-hmm. I was like approachable. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Roger Stone. No, you're going to get your ass kicked by the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, I, I got, I got one of the, I got a stiff arm from one of his bodyguards. Oh, okay. Hold on. We got shot down kind of hard by someone. Bill Crystal. He totally shot us down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he you, was. He was the end of the day, and he's like, "I'm done with this." <laughs> yeah, you asked him if we could talk to him. He was just like, "No." I know. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame on that one. No, I, I. No, it was. It was at the end of the second day, and yeah, he he had enough. He didn't want to talk to anybody. That was a weird moment for me because I've I've known a. He's just this war master who, mm. you know, because he was so important in the Iraq War, to to see him in person that was so odd for me. Like, I don't even know if I if I would have. I guess I would have talked to him. I guess. Yeah. But that was that was strange. I think he's on the schedule for this year. I think I saw his name on the participation people page. A guy who was part of such a, a war crime. Yeah, I and mean, that's really what he is—war criminal. And he was just standing there, just this short <laughs> old man telling you no. And I was like, really? Uh, yeah, that was the hardest no that we got. And it's no big deal. It's yeah. not. It's like whatever. Like the, yeah. the worst thing people can say is no. Yeah. Unless you. you oh no! Hold on. We're gonna get some. <laughs> unless you catch like a beating or something. Look, uh, all of our favorite people from the Daily Wire and from Yaff and from PragerU—they're all going to be there. But I no, I act. I'm on my best behavior there because I'm yeah, not. Yes. Some of those interactions, if it was like a Trump supporter outside of there, I would act differently. But I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get the axe from Politicon. Yeah. So I'm like super. Well, no. Look, I, as much as I'd love to trash talk all of them, all all of the Ben Shapiro universe people. Now, if we get to talk to any of them, I don't want to get into a debate with them. I have questions no. that I would like to ask as a journalist. I'm not calling them, like, like the kind of questions journalists would ask. I, I'm not there to give them my opinion, but that's how these people um, from the Ben Shapiro universe, though, I'll ask a question and they'll do Kavanaugh's thing and throw it right back in my face. I don't know. Do you binge drink? <laughs> no, the whole trick with people and if the people would like that is that you need to just focus on what you're saying. Mm. It's It's the same way if you were talking to like a Scientologist or just some cult member, you just don't let them get to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, public speaking is an art form, but yeah. I'm just saying like for anyone who's listening to this, who if you're talking to some conservative whack job and they start throwing stuff at you and facts and figures, because that, that's sometimes it'll get a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Just just focus on what you asked. Yeah. Don't worry about that. And a lot of, and I, I found a very effective technique in, pub, in a debate is if someone says something to you and you don't understand it, or they, let's say they throw a fact at you, just say, I didn't understand that. Could, could you explain that to me? Because mm-hmm. half the time they don't fucking know what they just said. Okay, you're trying to trip them up on on make a, they're going to score their own goal. Well, also because yeah, right. Yeah, you also have the higher the higher ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, own own goal, unforced error. Yeah, 
Like if someone says a word that I don't understand, or I don't, let's say I don't know the word, I'll just say I, I don't know what that means. Now they can make fun of me for it, but then they're the ones who look like the jackass. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're calling you're calling their bluff. Can they actually give you the definition of their their twenty five cent word? Right, mm-hmm. right. And anyone who tries to go head to head with me on camera is going to be a sorry. <laughs> who wants to own me? You'd be very sorry. Trust me. Oh yeah, owning the libs wasn't a thing at Politicon la- yet last year. I mean, that's always been a thing, but now it's the thing that everybody now now actually tries like, to do. I just want to say, like, I don't want to own a conservative, but if you try to pull any of that nonsense while we're <laughs> doing an interview. You you will get owned. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, we're looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about that. Yeah, let's, uh, for, before one of our next podcasts, let's both look at the schedule and um, figure out exactly which panels we're hitting. Yeah. And let's figure out who our targets are to interview. And also, I just want to go to some of the panels. Like, yeah. there's some things I just want to sit there and just, you know, watch them. I mean, there's some cr- killer mm-hmm killer panels line what um do, do you remember what panel they've got malcolm nance doing this year i'm i'm not sure okay um, yeah we need to do it like if, we we need to do one like this is our politicon podcast and this is what we're going to do at politicon That's i think he might be on specifically like one of the trump russia you know like okay. obviously a obviously big panel like that mm-hmm. uh kavanaugh back to that yeah. i just feel like honestly i could do like a nine hour <sighs> what did i watch yeah there yeah, yeah. Like, you watch. You, you watched. You watched the gaslighting of America. You watched him. Uh, you watched him sit there and able. He was able to fabricate this uh, teenage and uh, young adult period in his life that didn't exist. But yo, and like, he he got to exhibit his entitlement to this job that he was born to have, and it's his right to it. And he stood his ground, and no matter what, does he can sit there and lie all he wants, and he can th- cry and throw all the temper tantrums in the world. It doesn't matter how believable Dr. Blasey Ford was. The white man is going to get his way. That's what we saw this week. The thing is, though, this guy shouldn't be managing a Quiznos. No. Like, that was, that, that, that was the, seemed to be the point that a lot of people missed. Mm-hmm. There's something seriously wrong with this guy. Forget about even, I, I mean, I don't want to say forget about it, but just, the, his mannerisms, the way he was acting. Yeah. Was he was he intoxicated? Was he was he jonesing for a drink? Was it the opposite? That uh, was he dry? One of my um, uh, acquaintances that believes more right wing nutjob kind of things uh, totally thinks that uh, during one of the breaks that Kavanaugh had something to drink. His cheeks came back looking a little rosy. He was talking about beer like it was a person. Oh no! Just it was disturbing how 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 many times he mentioned it. But have you ever noticed how like alcoholics like they often refer to alcohol mm. like it's a a person? Okay, well he was also in such denial of the drinking problem. You saw the way he snapped back at Amy Klobuchar. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a problem? I don't have a drinking problem. Do you have a problem? That is a fucking alcoholic in super denial and a dumb one too. Like yeah, I don't understand. You went to yeah, you're, you're a lawyer. You're supposed to be good at, like that was like that was that was almost Trump level, like nonsense. Like, but except that's that's why it all works, because it was so Trump like. Meanwhile, it's okay for men to be that way now. Like I said, I'm sorry, certain men. Yeah, certain men. Like I said in my piece, which I put up on Medium, that Brett Kavanaugh is a career criminal. Actually, I called him a thug. Yeah, he's absolutely a thug. And I did that for a reason. See, right wing. Nutjobs, they use the word thug 
They use it about black people. Oh, they, they yeah, that's a sentence. that's a racist. They use it. They always use that word. No, yeah, it's used as a substitute for the N word. Right. Yeah, they, it is used in the same exact and, context. So yes, when you see the word thug coming from a right wing nut job, they are saying that because they can't say the N word. And I enjoy throwing their bullshit back at them. There you go. And I, I really, I'm getting better at it too. Mm-hmm. The more I learn about them, I like to. So yeah, he's a thug, mm-hmm. and and for that matter, so are the thugs up there. Like Lindsey Graham is a thug. Oh, yeah, but then someone on Twitter earlier today tweeted something that Lindsey Graham had tweeted in uh, spring of 2016 about how terrible it'll be, how terrible it will be if Trump is the nominee and all that. I'm just calling him out for his hypocrite. Uh, now he's just his little yeah. little lapdog. Yeah, well. Yeah, his, his whole tantrum was just a performance for Trump as well. John Cornyn is a thug and Mike, whatever, you know, all the, those Every guys. Every one of them, Grassley. Grassley. He's the, he's the lead singer, or lead, excuse me, the, the ringleader, <laughs> the lead singer, the ringleader of the thugs, the, right. the Senate Judiciary Committee thugs. A judici- uh, the Republican Judici- Judiciary Committee has never had a, um, it's never been a female Republican on the Judici- Judiciary Committee. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, you can tell. Never been a black man either. Yeah, well. Only white men have been on the Senate Judiciary, the Republican, uh, of the Republicans that have been on the Judiciary Committee, only white men. There you go. Yeah, I read that the, the the Republicans on there who represent the faction that wants to confirm Kavanaugh. Do you know the percentage of this country that they represent? Um, eighteen percent. Okay, eighteen. We're being held hostage by a terrorist minority. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what this is all about. Yeah, eighteen percent. They represent fucking land, mm-hmm. cactuses. Yeah, their cows have more say in the government than we do. I'm a hostage in my own country. Because this is not supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. People with these views, Kavanaugh, again, I said in my piece on Medium, he's a career criminal. Here's some of the things he's been a part of. The Ilian Gonzalez fiasco. Remember? <laughs> I didn't see he, had a, he had in that? Yep. He worked on that law team, stealing a kid from his own father. That's what that was about. Remember that? With the Yo, fucking yeah, agents that. and the gun? Yeah. Uh, the Florida recount. Mm-hmm. Biggest one, obviously. A, a total total cr- crime against against mm-hmm. conspiracy against the United States. Yeah. Uh, Ken Starr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was his number one go to guy to get all the dirt. And yeah, didn't uh, Kavanaugh acquire some stolen documents? And then he lied about it on Thursday at the hearing. He acquired stolen documents from Democrats, and w- and he lied about ever seeing them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Thursday he lied under oath. Now, um, yeah, how is he how is he able to get away with telling lies under oath? Um, he took the oath. It's it's against the law to perjure yourself. Well, how is that actually enforced? It's a great question. Yeah, there's no way to enforce that. It's a great question. I guess when apparently when you have the majority, mm. see, I think the Democrats probably could enforce something, but there's too much. There, everyone's focused on this big picture right now, mm-hmm. which is what did this guy do with violent crime against women? Mm-hmm. But you're right. I don't know why you can't. Can you just I mean, arrest the guy? All I was reading all weekend long was different people's takes on different lie. Every every lie they told was picked apart. All over uh, political journalism this weekend. I mean, I, I, every news outlet had a different story about the lies that Kavanaugh told. All right, well, then how is perjury at a Senate Judiciary Committee enforced? Right. I'm, I'm just going to, I'm not an expert on that, but I'm taking a wild guess here. As it turns out, it looks like when a faction is in control that doesn't care, apparently they can overrule everyone because mm-hmm. this is not normal. Okay, now this gets back to what I um, asked earlier. We know as a fact that one of the two people that testified on Thursday 
perjured themselves. Dr. Blasey Ford said 100% it was Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh said, I didn't do it. So why aren't the Republicans now calling uh, for a case of perjury against Dr. Blasey Ford? Uh, that's that's a great, great point. Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't know the answer to this, by the way, just uh, how when someone's committed perjury, how that's works its way through the system. Uh, Not just the uh, Judiciary Committee. I mean, any any Senate hearing where you have to yeah. get sworn in. Send Has anyone actually been uh, tried for perjury? Yeah, send us a message about that on uh, on the Mueller Time Facebook page or um, Mueller Time Podcast at Gmail or the Twitter, et cetera. Yeah. I'd be very interested to know. I mean, we'll look it up anyway, but mm. by the time you hear this, but yeah. I'd, I'd really, I enjoy hearing from people because you're right. I mean- Yeah, how is perjury enforced? Can't you be like, why can't they just like arrest it? He lied so obviously. Yeah. But I guess everyone's focused on that big picture. Devil's triangle is, is quarters. Quarters with three glasses, which is just quarters. Right. He knows his drinking games really I, well for someone who's not an alcoholic let, and doesn't have a drinking problem. Let's backtrack a sec. Have you ever heard a nominee to the Supreme Court talk say the word quarters? <laughs> like, Oh, I bet there were some Supreme Court people in the 1700s that uh, had to deal with being drawn you, and quartered. Notice how far yeah. we've fallen because of Trump and all this. Like, mm -hmm. This is where we are. A, a yeah. drunken buffoonish criminal thug like Brett Kavanaugh is talking about quarters. Like we're, mm -hmm. I'd be laughing at us too if I lived in another country. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's literally sad. I thought Clarence Thomas was a low point. Nope. No, no, you're, I'm got not worse. shaking my head. You're, yeah, it's, yeah, it's. It actually got. I mean, how, how is this still happening? It makes you wonder, yeah. honestly, what I think of the 12 or whatever, the, the men on the Judiciary Committee. I wonder what secrets are in their past. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah. say one. They're all dirtbags. They all they it all makes you were like that when they were in college and high school. I got to say one thing though, Sheldon Whitehouse, <laughs> that guy is awesome. I mean, have you watched like how he does his thing? What were I did? What were what was his line of questioning? What I guess I guess he was a. I mean, he's a lawyer. He's obviously I think was a prosecutor at some point. Okay. That guy just he. I've seen him do it with other people too. He has this way of just mocking and destroying people without even I don't even think they realize it mm -hmm. like he'll cue up the question in his head and then he'll kind of not really look at them it's like he's shuffling it, it's kind of like Columbo okay remember Columbo yeah, at the end know. of a show like just one more thing <laughs> yeah okay and then it's like the like mm -hmm. he asked Kavanaugh about the devil's triangle thing and then mm -hmm. you know seven minutes goes by and they're talking about whatever and then at the end he was like by the way, I don't believe you about any of that stuff. And then it was like, that was, that and was Kavanaugh's right. face fell. And it was like, <laughs> and that was the end of his time. Wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let's um, talk Hero. about, let's talk about the format, by the way, of this hearing. What it was like a game show lightning round. You only get five minutes each, uh, each question. And then I, I actually think the, the Republic or the Democrats kind of dropped the ball on something that I, I don't know, would they have been allowed to do this? Okay, so each one of the senators had five minutes to ask their questions to Kavanaugh, and Grassley was keeping them on that clock. Um, now, could they have designated one? I know I, I had a different thing last week, but um, could they have designated, say, Kamala Harris to ask all the questions? So every time, then it, it's White House's turn, and it does, then he says, no, I, I concede my time to, uh, to Senator Kamala Harris. I think could they have done that the way that the ringer prosecutor was brought in and asked questions for each one of the uh, the Republican senators. I think you can. Yeah, I think you can give your time to whoever you want. I think they really should have done that. I think they should have all teamed up and got their. These are all the questions we want to ask. Figure out who's the best uh, ball busting prosecutor and just have that one Democratic 
senator ask all the questions of Kavanaugh, but they didn't do that. And if anyone, yeah, it seemed like anytime any one of them got any sort of momentum going, that their time was up and they moved on to the next one. If any, if anyone knows about that too, about the Senate procedure, uh, you know, hit us up at the same links. I, I I also there is something interesting about different people, but I do hear what you're saying. That by the way, that format was. Let's talk about this this woman, the prosecutor. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm just I find it highly offensive they brought her in. She was not elected to do that job. Those senators, even though, you know, I don't vote Republican, I don't vote in the states that the the the, the Judiciary Committee comes mm-hmm. from. Well, Kamala Harris is there, we're in California. But regardless, those white male Republican men were elected to ask those questions and they yeah. chose not to do their job. They designated someone else that we did not elect to ask those questions. They designated that, delegated that away to them. Right, so they bring in this this right-wing extremist. She's from Maricopa County, so let's... <laughs> That's all you need to say, Sheriff Joe. Right. So right away, they were calling her Aunt Lydia on Twitter. Oh, I didn't see that, okay. From The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I don't know, that was kind of funny. I mean, oh. I guess it's kind of messed up or whatever, but you kind of put... You know what, like, I, I don't really oh. don't care. <laughs> so they... First of all, she's in there... You're right. It's totally offensive. It's offensive to women because mm-hmm. the reason they brought her in there was because they wanted her to destroy another woman. Well, and then, also, they didn't want to look like sexist assholes right. ripping apart a woman. So they bring her in, and then it's hilarious because, I mean, everyone already saw this. They immediately cut her off after every – because this format. Mm-hmm. Like, Republicans, they, they're like the Albert Einsteins of bungling. Like, mm-hmm. they have an ability – how do you bungle something like that? But they actually managed to do it. Okay, I don't know if it's necessarily bungling. I really think they have enough power there that they can just put on a sham of a show, which is what they're doing. That's what FBI week, that's a big old sham, and they're going to get their way. No, it was, but, it, but it was totally bungling, which is why, did you notice she disappeared? In the well, no, room? because she did start asking one, she asked one question of Kavanaugh, and it was a little too tough, more than what they were expecting. And um, yeah, she got yanked out right after she asked about July 1st on the alibi calendar. So in the middle, but I think just in general, they realized that it wasn't, the whole thing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And they, they just literally yanked her with a cane. Like yeah. like it was a vaudeville show. Yeah. She's gone. Gong show. She got the gong. Yeah, I wonder if, did they pay her out for the full day? Or did she just get well, like now, a Well, now, just, befo- just before we started recording this podcast, um, someone from CNN got a hold of a letter that the Arizona prosecutor, uh, Rachel Mitchell, wrote. And it's she wrote this letter to all Senate Republicans. It's not to senators. It's to all Senate Republicans. And she is giving her opinion. Her opinion is that Dr. Blasey Ford's story is not credible. She has a four-page letter detailing why she's not credible. I think it's completely unfair and because she doesn't at once, she doesn't do doesn't say a single word about the testimony of Kavanaugh. It's only the, her uh, picking apart the right. testimony of Dr. Blasey Ford. Right. You know, this is what they do in uh, various third world countries, mm-hmm. which we're fast approaching. You know, they have these sham trials. Yeah. It's even like that book, The Trial, the Kafka. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it, it was a show trial. That's what they do when you're abroad. You get thrown in some jail in Indonesia. Yeah. They have a, a everything looks, you know, like you, look, you ever see like courtroom footage in another a third world country. Mm-hmm. Everything always looks really professional. You know, they look like our Supreme Court, you know, or, or mm. some other Western nation. But it's all a scam. Yeah. And that's what that was. Okay, the frightening, like a slight, slight sidetrack here. You ever see uh, footage from a Russian courtroom where the defendant is sitting in like a small jail cell right there in the middle of the courtroom? 
Are, are you serious? Yeah. Like, it, go look up, like, wow. the footage of, like, when Pussy Riot's been on trial. Yeah. In Russia, criminal trials, they have, like, a, the, the defendants sit behind bars in the courtroom. Yeah, that doesn't prejudice a jury or anything. <laughs> Seeing your ass behind bars and wearing a... Do they have juries in Russian court, criminal courtrooms? I don't even know how. I couldn't tell you how the Russian court system actually works. I'm sure there's the way they say it works and then the way it actually works. But yeah. Maybe if we get it's lucky. no different than here. Imagine seeing Donald Trump in one of those Russian jails. No, like imagine like when he flees the... No, well, he, why would he be in a Russian jail? The, if anything, that's where he's going to go to be exiled. No, think about this for a sec. He flees there, but eventually he runs out of money. And next thing, because when you run out of money, when you live in those well, places... Yeah, they're, he, they're not going to have a use for him if no, he's living there. No, but picture his like fat ass in one of those like t- tiny ass little little courtroom jails. You just that tell me. That would be beautiful. You know. That would be beautiful, yeah. Can I get a Big Mac? No. <laughs> he looked a lot. I saw him on TV today. He looks, I know it sounds hard to say this, but he actually looks worse. Okay. Like he's, he must be up to like, what What do you think? Like 380? Oh, you think he's put on more weight since, uh, the, since he um, took office? I mean, he looks, uh, you know, I don't want to. Well, okay. I don't want to body shame him, but do, do we get an annual medical exam of Trump, or is that a one-time thing? No, we get his physical from 1972. That's well, no, well, it. last year we had Doctor Ronnie Jackson saying Trump could live to be 200 years old, and he is in the best physical shape of any president that has ever been president. He, that's exactly what this doctor said. Yeah, I just got to the part in Woodward's book where he's talking about Doctor Jackson. Okay, and there's this part that it's so. Woodward's like I was telling you off air. Woodward's not, he's, it's a great book, but he's not really an entertaining writer. Like parts of it are, you know, you just kind of, it's, it's very factual. That's, and that's fine. He's a great reporter. But the part about Dr. Jackson, (laughs) there's a part where he's, he's telling everyone like repeatedly that Trump needs more downtime. Okay. And I almost fell on the floor. I'm like, he already starts work at noon. Like, (laughs) what do you, what would more downtime be? Okay, you know, I'm going to give Trump some credit here. The um, the the schedule for the White House schedule for tomorrow is already out. You can find it at publicpool.kinja.com, and uh, Trump has his first meeting at 11:30 a.m. East Coast time tomorrow. Wow. So yeah, executive time ends at 11:30 tomorrow morning. I love all these suckers who like follow him, who are like getting up at 5:30 in the morning and dealing with all the other stuff you have to deal with in life, and like thinking that like. It's it's free. it's so funny, dude. Can you imagine the people employed that um uh, their job is to like deal with his personal nonsense? Like, would you want to be the person that does his laundry? Ooh. I just uh, I put a <laughs> I put an article up on the uh, Mueller Time Facebook page. It's a uh, great article. It's called "Pack the Court." Mm. It was in the Intercept, and it's a uh, it's a way that we might be able to get out of this Supreme Court stuff, even if they confirm Kavanaugh. Go to 13? Well, I wasn't aware. I, I know what pack the court is, but I wasn't aware that that's just requires a simple majority. Yeah, that you'd think that would be like a uh, an amendment to the Constitution. No, the Supreme Court, yeah, there's lots more nonsense that can happen with the Supreme Court than we could ever imagine. Right. So they clearly are shown that they don't care about the rules. Mm-hmm. So why should we care about adding two or three extra justices? Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. Yeah, well, we have to wait till uh, we get rid of Trump and Pence, right? Can't do that now. All we need, is, you're right. I mean, you well, hold on, hold on. What's stopping Trump from doing that right now? Because he um, he has all the majority he right. needs. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. Well, why wouldn't Trump just go then add two or three more that we haven't had before? 
I, well, first of all, because he doesn't know about that. But also, yeah. Oh, come on. Look, he's got people like Stephen Miller around him who would know that. I think because they see with Kavanaugh, they see that light where they don't have to take on another battle because if they get Kavanaugh, they can, they can well, roll they got, it. Well, they got what they need, yeah. Right. But God help us if he if Kavanaugh gets on and then more time goes by. Of course he'll do that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. So, but check that article out. It's in the intercept Mm -hmm. and it's up on the page and it's really something good. Yeah. Anything you want to uh, talk about? You know what? I think we should cut it here uh, because it's going to be Monday pretty soon and we're going to have to do this again tomorrow night. And I did want to do an hour on Kavanaugh. That's exactly what we did. Have we we gone 60 minutes? 53. All right. Except for the Politicon interlude. Oh, come on. We got to plug Politicon. Yeah. No, I... (laughs) Kavanaugh Politicon. I mean, that, yeah. I just Kavanaugh. That was too important to not talk about that. Yeah. For well, look, let's let's do this. We'll do another one tomorrow night. We're going to talk more about Kavanaugh tomorrow night because something's going to break. And you know, there's a couple things I didn't get to. Like some more personal stuff. Uh, it's been a while since everyone I wa- I came across in everyday life had an opinion on Kavanaugh and was willing to t- tell you about it. And that's what's been happening for the past four days. Yeah, it was wild. Like, I'm sure anyone listening to this had the same experience. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like everyone, like you went outside and everyone was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Yeah. And everyone saw it in, I mean, most of the country saw it, Kavanaugh as the scumbag that he is, but it was just mm-hmm. crazy to see everyone talking about the same thing. Yeah, at my day job, um, there are people at my day job that never talk politics. Well, they had an opinion on Thursday and Friday this week. Yeah. Yeah. So if you do want to uh, follow us, we're on that Muller Time Facebook page. We also have the um, Muller Time Pod on Twitter. My account is Eric LeVay, which is E-R-I-C-L-E-V-A-I. You can find me at Low Progressive. Right. Feel free to reach out or um, just send some hate mail or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we living rent-free in your head? Let us know. Yeah. If we're living rent-free in your head, uh, go ahead and no. Am I, no, wait. They live rent-free in our heads. Wait, no, uh, yeah, I said it the egotistical way. I think at this point, we'll, uh, <laughs> I'm going to roll in the theme music. And we'll catch you guys next week. Adios.